and thank you for tuning in to the Wayback Chronicles podcast. My name is Keith Abbott, and I am joined by two of my lifelong friends, Noel Kirsch and Steve McKelkey. In the Wayback Chronicles, we are going to be discussing the greatest events that happened from the 1970s to today. In this episode, Keith is going to be talking about the best music of 1984. Now that you've had time to do some research and come up with some stuff, I am I'm excited to hear this. So Keith, take it away, bud. I tell you, I'm so excited about this. And it's funny because as much as I love the 80s music, it's fun to learn a little bit more and dig deeper into what happened in each particular year. In 1984, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, not even kidding, it produced some of the most memorable music of that decade, without a doubt. I mean, I started digging deeper. I'm kind of doing things a little different this time. I'm not going to go, y'all did a great job of going month by month of what was released. I'm just going to kind of go on what people are kind of having a consensus of were the best albums and some of the best singles of the decade, or I'm sorry, not the decade of, of 1984. And so really pretty much every list that you look up has different opinions about what those were. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. what I did was I just kind of compiled of, of about seven or eight or nine different websites of their, what they thought were maybe the consensus top five and went from there. Um, interestingly mm-hmm. though, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot of these already uh, with the music or um, the, the TV and movies um, episodes that you did Noel, because a lot of the ranked songs and the best ranked songs came from Soundtracks. movies. Yeah. 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 You talked about the footloose with Kenny Loggins, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. you know, Phil Collins against all odds. I mean, that one's gold. You know, I didn't really yeah. see the movie a lot, but man, you can't, you can't miss the distinct voice of Phil Collins. And, and, and no. did he, was he one of the like iconic voices of the eighties for oh, sure? No kidding. Was he uh, part of Genesis at that point yeah. or was he by himself? Okay, well, he was. he was doing a little bit of both. So um, he was still mm-hmm. part of Genesis, but this was still, this was kind of where he went in some of his breakout solo album eras too. Mm-hmm. So he had a little bit of both going on at that point. Um, and then obviously how can you not talk about you know, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr. Oh, I mean, yes. that's there, that's just one of those legendary songs that came out in 1984 in the movies. And there's one more. I'm going to um, actually defer this till the end of the episode. It's one that we mentioned, but kind of glossed over. But interestingly, uh, everywhere and everyone consensus said that this was the number one album and number one song of the of the year and we actually just glossed over them it was kind of interesting um so Hmm. it's fun but so let's kind of go over first and foremost some of the biggest albums of that year and i would be remiss personally and you would be disappointed in me if i didn't talk about the first sound that you hear the orwellian sounds that you hear when you push play on your cassette deck when you hear that booming synthesizer that began van halen's 1984 album am i right oh gosh i mean i, I knew you're gonna start there uh, why would you not i mean why not start with the album that named the year am i wrong yeah. so oh, my I, gosh you have to so you know it, it kicks in immediately from there into into the what can be arguably the van halen's biggest signature track and jump and it just goes mm-hmm. on and on with hit after hit after hit Panama. so Panama Drop Dead Legs is my personal favorite on the album. It's just oh, so yeah. ridiculously Hot cool. Hot for Teacher was that on? The oh yeah, too? absolutely yeah. it was. Who can forget Alex's drums? So yeah, fantastic. And ironically, that would be the last album for several decades that featured David Lee Roth as the lead singer. And actually, um, the last total complete album that this original lineup of band uh, we able, were able to do together. So really great. It was kind of the peak for them, but creative differences, as a lot of times happen in in all of these different things, especially in uh, artists and bands kind of made them go in a different direction. I personally like the other direction, unlike most of the world. So I'm perfectly happy with where it went, but that's just me. So let me just ask you, go ahead. 
Go ahead. You're a Sammy Hagar guy. I, I being, am. Yeah. I am. And Twitter yeah. me away, folks. I mean, yeah. blow me up, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but I, I love both of them. But if you can, I can tell you right now, in my opinion, the one that's stood the test of time and can still jam is Sammy Hagar. So that's just me. Yeah. But that's yeah. okay. Uh, We're talking about 84. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, I have to give Keith credit. So I knew Van Halen uh, before I, I, I met Keith and we went to college together. But I didn't know Van Halen until Keith said, here's Van Halen. And, and, and it's hard to explain, but like that dude, Keith is like an absolute, like aficionado of Van Halen. Like <laughs> there's no, there's no doubt. Like, you know, uh, when, when, when sad things happen to Van Halen, you know, I know Keith's having a bad day and yeah, uh, great yeah. things are having new albums released or, you know, you know, the, 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 the children start launching their music careers, you know, Keith knows about it first. And so, <laughs> so yeah, I, no doubt. Keith is going to bring up Van Halen first. That's the first one. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about next, the, actually the biggest selling album to be released in 1984. Anybody have a guess? Let me have a guess. You want me to give you some hints if you don't have a guess. Um, like is it a movie soundtrack? Movie? No, it's not. Hmm, not it's a movie not. soundtrack. Hey, what, no. What, what, what uh, style of music it, is it? Very it's much like rock, Michael... rock and roll. Very much mm-hmm. rock and roll. So I was going to say Michael Jackson something. That's not rock and roll. No, not rock and roll. No. <clears throat> the biggest selling album to release in 1984 was a dude out of New Jersey. Does that help? Bruce oh, Bruce Springsteen. Yep. He released Born in the USA in 1984. Oh, wow. That you was know? 1984. Man. Yes, wow. sir. Yes, man. sir. So, I, you know, ironically, that that the title track to that album, uh, Born in the USA, had a massive min- misinterpretations. You know, it's been things, a legend about it. Uh, it's been actually, it was born as a Vietnam era anti-war hymn. Um, but, you know, it, that year it was tied to a series of pro-USA anthems, including Ronald Reagan using it during some of his campaign. Um, so, but you know, the album itself, it's, it's chock full of working class anthems fueled like massive metamorphosis from burners, like I'm on fire to the wistful, my hometown where the, you know, the bossings of old Buicks, racial tensions, the sting of the economic downturn kind of sounds like today. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. Am I'm I wrong? Kidding, right. So, you know, some things never change, but yeah, you know, it rounds out by the mixture of sex, magnetism and poetry and that song dancing in the dark. And everybody loves that song. So, you know, mm-hmm. it really propelled Springsteen, not only into a pop radio staple, but, you know, it really cast him as the voice of a disillusioned American everyman. Great way to kind of kick off 1984. And what a, what a great album that started out with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, other artists of note to release Adams, Tina Turner uh, released mm-hmm. the album Private Dancer, which included one of her most recognizable singles and what's love got to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's. Like I, want, I, I want to hear you do the main, the main, the main most recognizable song in that. What's love got to do with it? Noel, I'll turn it over to you. Oh gosh, <clears throat> excuse me. You got it. What's love oh, got to yeah. got to do with mm. it? Yeah. Mm. What's yeah. love but a second hand emotion? Oh, I mean, see, this is why. Who needs to play the I soundtrack mean, when you've got Noel? God, right? that's so, that's. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. Print it. Like, I, who needs Tina Turner? I know. I know. Tina. Step aside. No okay. has all so, the women in his neighborhood knocking at his door right I now. I know. And the dogs. Oh, God. So, <laughs> but, you know, some other really interesting albums that came in uh, was Run DMC. They, they released their first self-titled album. And, you know, this really kind of set the area for, era for a new stage of music. It paired hip hop with hard rock. Um, you know, the first self-titled album kind of had a new era of that rap and hip hop that was mixed with some heavy hard rock and anthems in there. And so uh, 
you know, it was listed by Billboard as one of the 100 best albums of the 1980s. So really, I mean, you think about what the kids are listening to in the radio waves these days. Uh, Run DMC was really, I mean, you, you can't say that they're not kind of in the forefront of what what is to be and what is to become, you know? So pretty cool. Was, was that the year that Tricky came out? No, that was, an, that was another one. Uh, that yeah, was Tricky. a couple albums later, 86, 87. Tricky. That was a great song. Oh my gosh, yes. So other ones that came in, Wham! had the single Wake Up, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, Lit Up the Airwaves. And there's this little band that no one really knew about yet. I'm, I'm not not joking ZZ about Top? this. No, no, it was a, it was a band that, it was, they were just kind of very indie and then they started coming into the mainstream. And this was the album that came out right before they hit superstardom. And it was the unforgettable fire by U2. Um, and they had some amazing, amazing singles on this pride in the name of love, which talked about the life and death of Martin Luther King jr. Um, you know, this was an Irish band that was at the cusp of stratospheric success to come. And this, this album really got the world's attention as to who, was about to break through. So, um, and then, you know, finally who can forget about or ignore like a virgin, you know, Madonna's oh, release, yeah. you know, featured the tile that, track. That was 84 as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was 84. Like a virgin yes. had, had tracks like material girl in it. I mean, it, it shaped Madonna to be the female pop icon, arguably for the next decade, you know? Yeah. I mean, she, mm-hmm. you think of Phil Collins voice, you also think of Madonna as far as the eighties go. And, and I mean, this one was really the one that had her come into being. So, but so, here, here's so another question real, real quick about, about Madonna. You know, when she first, you know, popped mainstream, did uh, y'all think she was hot? I did not. I, I was, I was 10. Yeah. 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 So I didn't, I was, I, I was mean, playing uh, with my GI Joe's. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was, I was like, what's, what's up with that pointy bra she's wearing? Yeah. What's, <laughs> I mean, what's going on here? And uh, I, I didn't, uh, yeah, I was playing with GI Joe's and, and, uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. 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 So yeah. pretty crazy, but yeah, I mean, so let's, let's talk about the, before I get to the number one album, because the number one album also includes the number one song, according to billboards, top 100 hits of 1984. So I want to kind of culminate with that. And it's interesting because like I said, we, we touched on it, but we didn't really go deep into it in the movies feature. So, um, so let's talk, let's talk about the top 10, um, songs of 1984, the top 10, number 10 was, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Nice. Karma Chameleon. Come and go. You come and go. And you know, Boy George, right? I mean, that was yeah, definitely yeah. something that um, it took a lot of people, it gave a lot of people a hard time to accept, you know, who he was and, and uh, him becoming a pop culture icon. And boy, what? I mean, it just hit the world by storm. What is he doing today? Like I, I is- don't know, and that's something we need to research. I know yeah. that recently he had a few things that I think he did on reality TV, um, but mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know what he's doing lately. So that's something we need to research for sure. So number nine, we've already mentioned this before, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we talked a lot about the movies and the uh, and the movies to come through that one. So that was a that was a great one. Uh, the next one is is a good song, uh, kind of a band that was forgotten after the '80s, probably. And the band was Yes, and the song was Owner of a Lonely Heart. You yeah, remember wow. that one? Oh man, yeah. gosh, yeah. yeah, that's an awesome. Were they? One. Did they? They really. I can't remember if Yes released more albums or if they were like a one-hit wonder. 
They released yeah. a lot, actually. Um, and they actually released one after this called Union that they had a bunch of different bandmates that were part of this. And Union kind of culminated and brought all of them together. Um, so it was a, it, they, they definitely had more than that one, but that's really what I would consider to be their signature song. Um, it was a really good one. So uh, the next one is by Lionel Richie, Hello. Oh, you know wow. that? Is it me you're looking for? No. Yeah, not at it's all. It's a great song, great song. And then, and now we're going into some of my my little jams here. Is Van Halen "Jump" at number six? So mm-hmm. that's a good one. You know, ironically, as much as I love Van Halen, I'm so tired of that song. Like it's my least favorite, probably of all of them. Isn't that weird? What, jump. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. It's just. It was what? overplayed to me. Like I like some of the deeper cuts better than that one. Even on the my even wife. on the David Lee Roth eras, there's so many good ones. My um, wife, that that song triggers my wife. She cannot stand jump. She just <laughs> the words are so stupid. It's just jump, 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 jump. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's has she heard the music of today? I'm just <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's true. All right. Okay. So here's, there's a few more here that are, they're back in the albums, the soundtrack. So number five is Phil Collins against all odds. We've talked about that one. Um, Number four was Kenny Loggins footloose. And number three, you might, y'all might know this. I honestly, I even tried to listen to this before we recorded. Because I, I honestly don't know this song, but it was by, uh, it was a duet with Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson called say, 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 do y'all yeah. know this one? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Okay, um, it goes say, say, say. Well, there we go. I mean, I'm telling you right now that you know it now, right? I, I feel no, better. but se- seriously, I do remember them doing a couple of duets, and they did a. I want to say they did a couple of them, but that was that was one of them. Um, yeah, it was like a like a slow song i think from what i remember but it's been a long time since i've heard that i'm gonna so if anybody really (laughs) listeners if you all have a connection to this song we'd love to hear about it because ironically i I love paul mccartney and and michael jackson and i don't remember this song and it was number three out of all of the songs of 84 so i'm really curious to hear if you all have any comments or anything it reminds you of or if you got to see any of these songs live in concert we'd love to hear it concerts are big i can sing it for you if you want Go ahead, man. Let's hear it. Oh, please. Say, 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 shame on. Say, 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 shame on. That's exactly, that's exactly it. Pretty sure I nailed that. Michael Jackson is here. I feel like you've channeled your inner Jackson. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. And so number, number two in the singles is uh, Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? We've already had a nice solo from that one. Thanks, Noel. And uh, so before we get to the number one, because like I say, it's the number one album and the number one song, but let's, let's go down. Um, there were some other songs that reminded me of 1984 that maybe weren't the necessarily the top tens, but I can tell you if there are listeners listening to this, you will immediately go, oh my gosh. So the first one is The Reflex by Duran Duran. How could you not? That's right. That's right. Man, that's a great song. Okay. Absolutely it is. And what about Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Wanna Have Fun? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Girls just wanna have fun. Yeah. You talk about it was number fifteen on the top one hundred for that year, but I'm telling you, it that's has a been great played song. so many years since. So it's if you want to feel old, there's I can't remember the 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 drug that she advertises now, but Cindy Lauper does a commercial where she's talking about <laughs> arthritis or something i don't know what it is no, I'm it's, totally just... it's like her the vein thing like that shows her veins or something oh, like that Very yeah, gotcha. she has a yeah. i don't know what it is but yeah 
Yeah, it does make you feel old. It's some skin condition or something like that. Yeah, it's where you look at and go, you know, if you're listening to this episode, probably time for a prostate exam, you know, (laughs) colonoscopy, (laughs) all these things. So yeah, part of that. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't see her at all without thinking about pooping because she does the, the, (laughs) she does all those commercials about the, the probiotic stuff that helps you. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Holy cow. So yeah, so Cindy Lauper had two big ones in the top twenty for that year. Time after time, y'all remember time after time oh, yeah. from Cindy Lauper. So yes, that's a great song. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and let's see, just a couple of more that I like. Uh, you got to talk about Stevie Wonder. I just called to say I love you. How could you not love that song? I just um, called to say to say I love you. Right. And then um, Elton John had, I guess, why they call it the. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Um, yep. Steve Perry of Journey came out with his breakthrough hit in Oh Sherry. Y'all remember Oh Sherry? Oh, and, that was yes, a bad time. Yeah. Come on. And uh, Sister Christian by Night Ranger was number forty. Oh so, man, that's I a mean, great song. And, and one of my Christian, it's the time. Go. You know, I met those guys at like three in the morning at Chicago O'Hare Airport. I'll never forget it. Oh, it was wow. like really? 1987. We had just gone up there for some contest or something we had to do up there. We were heading home and our plane was delayed. And one of my friends, Laura, was like, I think that's Night Ranger. I'm like, no, it's not. She's like, yeah, it's a Night Ranger. And so she goes over and it's like, it's Night Ranger. Come over. So I get to meet really cool guys. Really cool guys. So that's my great thing. Yeah, 3 a.m., the Night Ranger. They were really cool. <laughs> they were probably um, relieved that they're finally recognized. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Everybody knows the song, but I have no idea what they look like. Yeah, it's true. It's like one of those – it's like there's some bands that if I walked right by them, I would never know yeah. that that's who yeah. that is. Have y'all seen Africa sing? Like, have you seen like an Africa – you know what I'm talking about? Or, no, sorry, Toto. Toto, Toto yeah. The band yeah. saves Toto. They sing yeah. Africa. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen never, them? I never have, no. Yeah, I, mean, okay. they, I saw – have you ever seen them, Steve? Yeah, they look like – they're very unassuming. You never, you would never know. Like, yeah. They look like the three of us just like getting together and making like a, a hit, you know, like yeah, yeah. they're very, very, I was like, like I saw the guy, the main guy singing. I'm like, there's no way that guy is a lead singer. And for Toto, come on, can't be. Oh my gosh. He looks like he's lived in his parents' base and owns like 20 cats and not that there's anything wrong with that. But like that, that looks like, doesn't look like the head singer of Toto, at least what I had in my head, but. Totally you know, unassuming guy. But you know they hit the big time when Weird Al sings with them. Uh, mean, you know it. <laughs> that's where you hit it. That's where you hit it. So Weird okay, Al Yankovic is a whole topic in and of himself. Yeah, yeah we, we need to have a, a Weird Al Yankovic way, way back. That's hard to say. Weird Al Yankovic. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> <Yankovic. laughs> I'm writing that down right now. I think we should. We need to do that. So, okay, I'm just going to mention a few more because you can't you cannot do 84 without knowing these names. Billy Joel, Uptown Girl. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and Steve, you asked about um, if there was a Genesis uh, still around at that point. So Phil Collins had That's All by, with Genesis. That was a song. That's and all. yeah, and, and his uh, Against All Odds. So he had two of the top 100 with a band and solo. So there you go. Um, ZZ Top had legs. So there you go. Somebody mentioned ZZ Top. Yeah. Um, Rod Stewart, Infatuation. And, wow. um, and then the last one I've got to mention, because I, this was the first CD I ever bought was the cars drive. Um, yes. so oh man. Love that song. Yes. Love that song. Oh, I so, love that album today. Yeah. Even I still love oh, that it's, album. it's fantastic. So, so the, the last thing I want to talk about is the number one album that also contained the number one song of 1984. I've mentioned a lot. What have we not mentioned? What artist that was so relevant to the eighties and who was just set the stage for 
future of music. What who have I not mentioned? I'm gonna I say, would love to see if you can figure it out. I'm gonna say either Michael Jackson, okay, or Prince. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Here, here's the funny part. You're right on both counts. So here's wow. here's the interesting Boom. thing. So number one album to be released in 1984 was Prince's Purple Rain. Okay. Mm. So let me tell you, I, I did a deep dive into this because I've liked I've liked Prince, but I he was never just the one person I would pick up an album and listen to. And I feel like I've missed out on a lot because he was way ahead of his time. So it was Purple Rain was a six studio album by him. And, um, you know, it was released on June 25th of 1984. Um, and it also came out with a movie soundtrack, which you, it was a movie soundtrack to the movie that you were talking about, Noel. Um, mm -hmm. so just to talk about what happened in there. So it's basically tied for sixth place in the history of the longest albums running at number one. It spent 24 weeks there sharing that spot with Adele's 21 and, um, then the BG Saturday Night, Night Fever. So the sixth place in the history of the longest running albums at number one, uh, it, it went on to remain actually on the billboard 200 charts for 122 weeks. And so you think about it, that's over two and a th almost two and a third years that that thing was on the billboard top 200. That would never happen today. You know, I mean, you'd have to be no. amazing. So, you know, and so let's talk about some of the tracks that came out of this album, purple rain, obviously that actually is just, uh, um, the, the name of the song that came out a little history, interesting history on that. I'll mention a little bit. Um, so it, it actually, the name purple rain originated out of a verse from a song called Ventura highway, which was recorded in 1972 by the band America. And you will, if you, if you Google or, or listen to this on, on your favorite music platform, you'll instantly recognize the rhythm of this song. I didn't know the name, but you'll, you'll know it instantly. But so when one of the bandmates um, was asked to explain what the lyric purple rain meant, um, he responded with, you got me. I have no idea. So when they asked Prince about it, what the meaning was, he took it a bit deeper and said, you know, when there's blood in the sky, red and blue equals purple. So purple rain pertains to the end of the world and being with the ones you love and letting your faith in God guide you through the purple rain. Pretty deep. Hmm. You know? How about so, that? I never knew yeah. that. Yeah, so pretty cool. So there were three basic ma massive singles released on the album. Let's Go Crazy, which was like a staple in every comment, com uh, basically every every concert of his. Starts out with that unmistakable pipe organ followed by the Prince's eulogy, eulogy for this thing called life. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. So easily one of the most recognizable songs. Um, oh, in yes. fact, here's an interesting stat about this. After Prince's, Prince died, it reemerged on the Billboard Top 100, peaking at number 25 on May 14th, 2016, which was over 32 years after the song was originally released. How crazy is that? That so, is crazy. Pretty wow. wild. So, wow. and then the the song "Purple Rain." It, believe it or not, y'all, this was written originally as a country and western song, and it was intended to be a collaboration with Stevie Nicks. So oh, wow. according to Stevie Nicks, she received a 10 minute instrumental version of the song from Prince with a request to write the lyrics, but she totally felt overwhelmed and said, listen, I, I listened to it and I just got scared. I called him back and I said, I just can't do it. I wished I could, but it's just too much for me. So after they were trying to re rehearse and record this album, Prince went to his back backing band and said, you know, I want to try something before we go home. It's kind of mellow, but let's see what you think. And then the legendary purple rain song was born. So pretty amazing. So, um, but what I will talk about last is the number one song of 1984 and the last release on this album. Can you all think about the song that I've not mentioned yet? Um, from Prince. Yes. I'm going to say raspberry beret. That's close. That was a little Rise, earlier. Berry, berry. Or when does cry? Oh wow! So, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. So 
When Doves Cry was the number one song, according to Billboard, of 1984, along with the biggest single on this album. So it was actually written after all the other tracks were completed on the album. Um, And not only did he provide the vocals, but he also performed every other instrument on the song, which, by the way, I was reading earlier, he knew 47 different instruments and how to play them. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, notably the song didn't have a bass line, which is interesting because many critics recognize this for its unique sound compared to other songs of the day. And so, and again, it was rated as not only the number one album, but this song was rated as the number one song of 1984. So that's where I'm going to wrap it up. That's uh, that's a tour of the 1984 biggest and best, in my opinion, the, the most awesome songs of 1984. Hope you've enjoyed this journey with me, y'all. Hey, man. Man. You- yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, amazing, and, and you just can't drop this on us without us talking about it a little bit more. So, so a couple things about about Prince. So, I've heard that he has this massive archive of music that he's never released. I've heard that, and and that the songs are just equally as amazing. And and I hope that one of these days we get to experience that. But um, I thought about Raspberry Beret. So I don't think that came out in 1984. Probably a couple years later. But uh, I, that music uh, or that vid- music video uh, just randomly popped across my YouTube the other day. And and it's horribly awesome. I mean, it, just the graphics and everything. It, it took me, I, like, I felt oh, like yeah. I was back in the 1980s. It was greatness. <laughs> and uh, found, it, it, it looked, reminded me of one of the, the, the homework assignments we had in high school to come up with a, our own music video. And uh, oh, which yeah. was, you know, Prince would have been jealous of if he saw our video. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. That's Man, that's uh, that's hard to believe that all those uh, all those songs happened in 1984. Like the, the 1984 I mean, it, is an it, epic it keeps, year, it, man. It keeps going on. Quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. I mean, you can't oh, stop. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Banana Rama, Cruel Summer, Wang Chung, Dance Hall Days. I mean, oh it's just gosh. you know, it's it, you you can't stop. It just keeps going. Pink Houses by John wow. Cougar Mellencamp. I love that. Oh song. yeah, little bean yeah. cows. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. No, no so. doubt, you know, like today, you know, because we grew up when we did, our, we're very, very biased in what what we like music wise. But I can't think of any songs that came out in the last ten years where I'm like, oh my god, that's the best song yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, I uh, know. There were multiple ones like that that are gonna that are still played even today. Like every. Every like 80 station plays every single one of those we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's music's been that's that is amazing. That's all happened in 1984, too. That's that's uh, what a year, no doubt. Yeah. So, here I'll drop a bomb on y'all. So, I did say that Steve was right to both, right? Both uh, Prince and Michael Jackson. So, all of these hits being said. The actual best-selling album of 1984 was a spillover album that was actually released in 1983, which was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Okay, yeah. so it spent yeah. 22 weeks in 1983 at number one and stayed an additional 15 weeks at 1984. So it was actually Jeez. the best-selling album of the year. Now, remember, I said Bruce Springsteen's was the best-selling album released that year, but Thriller mm. was still the best-selling album of this year, and wow. it was the only album to be bestseller in two years. Uh, until 21 by Adele came out in 2011 and 2012. Oh, so that's how long it wow. held that privilege. So there you go. There's my wow. drum, that, my little <laughs> last second bomb I dropped on y'all. So, Boom. Hey, let's give it up for 1984 music. I mean, I mean, that's what yes. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm telling you. That was, that's amazing, man. 
good stuff out there. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm blown away just that that was one year. I can't imagine I, what we're going to dig into next. So it's about the what I'm, I'm a little bit worried about other years, man. Like we started strong, like, I know, I, you know, yeah. of all the years that the Wayback Time Machine came up with, it popped out 1984. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about other years going, man, <clears throat> I sure hope the other years I've got as much to talk about because we've got some shows to make, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Something tells me we're not going to be of lack of articles. I mean, like I said, I had no idea this much came out this year, so I can't even imagine what's coming next. So, so what, what do we want to do fellas? Do we want to keep going down the rabbit hole of 84 with other things? Do we want to way back into something else another year? Where are we going from here? I'd say we do a 1984 mashup and we just toss in the rest. And, uh, and so we'll do politics, fashion, all the toys, games, all, all the cool stuff that came out. And, you know, honestly, I'm really curious to find out what, what, what else uh, was going on in 1984 and how our listeners are as well. Okay. So here's what I propose. Each one of us, Noel, Steve, and I, we're going to do one thing that pertains to our favorite video game of 1984. We're going to do our favorite fashion item or clothing item of 1984, our favorite toy of 1984 and just for giggles our favorite cartoon of 1984 nice so we're going to wrap up a culmination if there's any other things that come to your mind we'll talk about those too but let's absolutely go with our number one favorite thing if you the first thing you can think of when you research 1984 in those four topics yeah we can toss fashion toy cartoon and what video game video Video game. game nice and it could be console or at your local pizza establishment. Let's add in like a let's add in like a current like a current event as well. Historical event of Perfect. some sort. Yep. Perfect. Okay. okay. What was the historical event that stood out the most to us? Yeah, I like it. And then the next, so the next episode, episode six, is going to be the mashup of 1984. Yeah, uh, the the three of us are going to come up with something for each of these five different categories. I like it. Very cool. I like it too. Sounds good. All right, Steve, why don't you close us up? Absolutely. So, hey, uh, 1984 has been a tremendous year. I hope everybody has enjoyed uh, everything we've uh, brought you through the world of uh, movies, TV, sports, and and, uh, music. We look forward to finding out just a little bit more to share about 1984 and then find out in the next episode what the next year is going to be. So, uh, on behalf of Nolan Keith, this is Steve. Tell everybody, have a great day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you way back soon. listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.